Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Three, two, one. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon in, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. You the podcast of Swimming America. We. It's Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. People, do not check your speakers. We got ourselves a bonus, another bonus episode of the Air Tours Pod. So here is the deal. Last week, I gave you guys a bunch of conference previews, the SEC East, the SEC West, the Pac-12, and the numbers were through the roof. What it told me, you guys and girls are ready for college football. So what I'm going to do today, another bonus episode from the college football betting feed as we are going to talk all of the big schools in the Big Ten East. Now, this episode admittedly is a few weeks old. So there is no reference to Jim Harbaugh's now three-game suspension. Also, Ohio State, it appears as though they are leaning towards Devin Brown as their starting quarterback. But at the same time, I think the information is great and valuable and fun. And I think there's three legitimate Big Ten and college football, Big Ten championship and college football playoff contenders in this division. So we're going to spend the next few minutes talking Big Ten East, previewing Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and everybody else. And oh, by the way, back on Wednesday, normal Aaron Torres pod, we'll have some camp stuff to talk about, probably some hot seat stuff. So it is a busy week, but enjoy this bonus episode of the Aaron Torres pod from the college football betting feed as we talk Big Ten East. Should mention, if you're not subscribed to that college football betting feed, make sure to do so. My picks will go up there early in the week once the season starts. Oh, by the way, our previews are still rolling on. We dropped the Big 12 here on Tuesday, so make sure you're subscribed there. But now, here is my Big 10 East preview. Remember, few weeks old. Don't get mad at me. Few weeks old. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in, everybody. Another edition college football betting podcast presented by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm your host, Aaron Torres. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody uh, is enjoying the lead up to this season. We have already previewed the SEC East and the SEC West. Today, it's a look at the Big Ten East. And and I am so excited to talk about the Big Ten East, where potentially, I would argue, three of the top five or six teams in college football are there. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State has a chance to be really good this year. So we're going to dive into the Big Ten East in a minute. Before we do, a couple quick announcements. First of all, if you're not subscribed on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, make sure to do so. We're going to ramp these up over the next couple weeks. I'm actually pre-recording some of them going away for a few days. So you'll have all the major conferences before the start of the season. We'll probably do a Heisman preview as well at some point. Uh, And then, oh, by the way, make sure you're following on YouTube because the YouTube channel is slowly starting to build some steam. We've we've put up some of our previews from the SEC East and the SEC West. They're blowing up. You know, the Georgia preview has seven, eight thousand views already. Uh, Texas A&M is up there. Kentucky's up there. So make sure you're following on YouTube. Just college football betting with Aaron Torres. And if you want to be a friend, make sure to subscribe to the Aaron Torres pod YouTube channel as well. But with that said, I've wasted enough time. Let's get to the Big Ten East preview and let's start with how about this the two-time defending big 10 east big 10 champion michigan wolverines and i know i'm the 30,000th college football guy or girl that you're listening to this summer into the fall that's saying can you imagine any of us talking about michigan as the two-time reigning champ three years ago two years ago whatever the answer is no This is an unbelievable turnaround for this program. Remember, 2020, they went two and four. 2021, Jim Harbaugh entered on the hot seat. They restructured his contract. Now back-to-back playoff appearances, back-to-back wins over Ohio State. What's interesting, though, is that in the Betfred Sportsbook, Ohio State is still actually a slight favorite in the Big Ten Uh, Big 10 odds, Ohio State plus 165, Michigan plus 185. So that's interesting. We'll discuss Ohio State in a minute, but let's focus on Michigan. The over-under win total of 10.5. The money is coming in on the over, minus 150. You got to bet to get the over, plus 120 on the under. In terms of this team, listen, there's a lot to like, but as I just said a minute ago, I am glad we waited. Because obviously last week in the lead up to Big Ten Media Days, 
we got the news that Jim Harbaugh is potentially looking at a four-game suspension. That's not even final, and it's possible it could be as many as six games as Michigan is kind of working with the NCAA uh, on that whole situation. Now, in terms of the uh, in terms of the suspension, let me, let me let me say this: is that I think it's fair to say, like, not the kind of momentum that you want going into maybe the most hype season that you've had in Michigan football in, I think, decades. I don't think it's hyperbole to say decades, right? Because even last year, you look at back at this time last year, what were we talking about? We didn't know who the starting quarterback was. Were you really going to beat Ohio State again having to go to Columbus? Well, this year you've done all that. This year you're established. Uh, and I do think it's as hyped of a season as any that Michigan has had in a while. And I'll be blunt. I'm not really that worried about this suspension when it comes to Michigan. Assuming it's four games, the front quarter of the schedule is very manageable. The front third, I should say, of the schedule is very manageable. I think everybody kind of knows, but here is who Michigan plays in its first four games to open the season. Remember, they had a home-and-home scheduled with UCLA a few years ago that was canceled, so they played no Power 5 teams in the out-of-conference last year. This year, it's the same. They play UNLV at home, East Carolina, Bowling Green and Rutgers all at home all to start the year. I would imagine they're probably a three touchdown plus favorite in all of those games, even without Jim Harbaugh. Now, listen, if it becomes a bigger suspension, it is a different conversation. I'm recording here the last weekend, uh, the last week of July. And so if something changes, obviously that changes this narrative. Game five and game six, by the way, are road games at Minnesota and at Nebraska. But I just bring it up because the schedule doesn't worry me. And you know what else doesn't worry me about this Michigan team? I think this team, this group is uniquely built to handle kind of off the field noise, if you will. Okay. Part of it is veteran team, bunch of guys that have been there, but even veteran teams, I don't know, have dealt with quite as much as the Michigan group has over the last couple of years. Think about what the conversation was at this time last year when it came to Michigan. Think about the fact that you had idiots like me. And I said this, you could go back and find it. I'm a dummy. Remember two off seasons ago, Jim Harbaugh actually interviewed for the Minnesota Vikings head coaching job on national signing day in February. And I was the guy, I was an idiot. I'll own it. That was sitting here on this show saying, I don't know. Can they handle it? Do they trust him? How can he build trust? There was controversy at the quarterback position. Remember, last year at this time, Cade McNamara started game one. J.J. McCarthy started game two. So this program has dealt with a lot of off-the-field stuff, and they've done as good a job as anybody blocking out the noise. And so I'm not worried about the suspension. And what I am excited about is, on paper, this is the best Michigan team probably this century, at least since the early 2000s when they were regularly winning Big Ten titles. It feels like this is certainly Jim Harbaugh's best team, and they got a lot going for them. One, remember, in a year where we don't know who Alabama's starting quarterback is, we don't know who Ohio State's starting quarterback is, Penn State is going to have a new quarterback, although we know it's going to be Drew Allar. Uh, Georgia has a new starting quarterback. Michigan brings back J.J. McCarthy. And I know that last year, in that Fiesta Bowl loss to TCU, he had those two pick sixes, and he wasn't great. But this guy is dynamic. This guy is talented. And keep in mind this as well. As bad as many people remember J.J. McCarthy playing in that game, the guy threw for 343 yards against TCU. 
And so, again, it wasn't a perfect game, but 343 yards, two touchdowns in that game. And this is going to be the most talented offense that he's part of. Blake Corum is back and fully healthy. He was at Big Ten Media Days, had a great kind of energy and feel to him, rushed for about 1,500 yards, just under 1,500 yards last year before going down late in the season. Donovan Edwards is back. Remember, that was a guy that was phenomenal late against Ohio State, against TCU when they needed him to step up. The offensive line, which is always good under Harbaugh, rebuilt through the portal, three starting caliber players from high major programs, power five programs coming in on the offensive line. Speaking of the portal, a very good tight end named A.J. Barner from Indiana. And the wide receiver core is really, really, really good if Michigan does, in fact, decide to open things up on offense. And I'm not sure that they're going to have to, just like last year, because the O-line and the defense are going to be so good. Beyond that, this defense has a chance to be special, man. Remember, it was two years ago that they made the the schematic change uh, going to that pro style NFL style defense under Mike McCarthy. It, or Mike McCarthy is that uh, Mike McDonald? Excuse me, I apologize, Mike McDonald. Um, and it was much the same last year. Top ten in scoring defense, top ten in total defense. This stat kind of blew me away. Outside of the playoff game, which we we talked about, they gave away fourteen points with pick sixes. Do you know that Michigan? did not give up more than 27 points in any regular season game last year. That includes Penn State. That includes Ohio State, which Ohio State only scored, of course, 23 points in that game in a blowout win. Well, now Michigan brings back a lot of talent. They did lose some talent up front uh, with Mozzie Smith and, and, and guys like that. But Jalen Harrell's back stud. Seven and a half tackles for loss last year, three and a half sacks. Uh, Junior Colson, Michael Barrett are back at linebacker. Those guys are monsters. Again, the portal. I think Jim Harbaugh's done an incredible job plugging in veteran pieces in the portal. Ernest Hausman, a star linebacker at Nebraska last year, is in. Josiah Stewart, who uh, really was like a freshman All-American a few years ago, is in from Coastal Carolina on the edge. Uh, The secondary, yes, probably the second corner is a little bit of an issue. But your number one corner, Will Johnson, will be a first-round pick in the 2025 NFL draft. So not this coming one, but the following one. So there is talent all over the field. There is a lot of excitement around this team, and there is a lot of reason to be excited about this group and why I do like them to hit that over a 10.5. It's not just that this is the most talented team they've had in a while. The schedule is very manageable. For some reason, it feels like Michigan every year has a brutal, brutal, brutal schedule. Uh, you know, they, they they catch weird, you know, good teams on the road at Wisconsin, at this, at that. Well, this year, we talked about the opening part of the schedule. We talked about the out-of-conference part of the schedule. The fact that it's UNLV, East Carolina, and Bowling Green. And then, oh, by the way, Rutgers all at home to start the season. You do not play Wisconsin at all. No game against Wisconsin. No game against Iowa. So an easy out-of-conference schedule, the two traditional powers in the West you don't play at all. Now, you do have some tough road games, most notably at Penn State. But for whatever reason, Michigan seems to have Penn State's number. Harbaugh is actually 3-1 and one overall in Happy Valley. So if you're looking for a trend there, and oh, by the way, they obliterated a good Penn State team that ended up winning 11 games. They won 41-17 to 17 last year in Ann Arbor. Not saying it's going to be as easy in Happy Valley, but again, Michigan, for whatever reason, has had a ton of success there. You obviously get Ohio State at home. 
So when I look at my favorite bets in the Big Ten East, it starts with Michigan at 10 and a half. It is very hard for me, the way that they've played Ohio State the last two years, the way that they've handled Penn State the last few years, and especially on the road, I find it very hard to find two losses on this schedule, especially with no Power 5 teams in the out-of-conference schedule, uh, no Wisconsin or Iowa on the schedule as well. I'm going to go over 10.5 for the Michigan Wolverine. Let's move on to the team that is always inextricably um, tied to Michigan, and that is the Ohio State University, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State, like Michigan, their over-under is at 10.5. Now, as far as Ohio State is concerned, um, what's interesting about Ohio State is that the the money, much like Michigan, is coming in on the over minus one thirty to hit over one hundred five or to hit over ten and a half wins, plus one hundred five to go under ten and a half wins. Um, and this is obviously look, it, it's an interesting inflection point for this program. I should mention, by the way, and I said it earlier, they are the slight favorite in the Betfred Sportsbook. Plus 165 uh, are their odds to win the title. And so I'll just sit here and say, like, fascinating team, exciting team. And you know who seems most excited about this season ahead is Ryan Day. You listen to him at Big Ten Media Days. He said, this is our most talented roster, especially on defense since 2019. And listen, I know it's easy to say that in the fall. I get that. Um, But I think he's handled the criticism about as well as he can. Every time I hear him on the record, he's like, look, I'm the head coach at Ohio State. Our expectation is to win every single game. And when we don't, we have to reevaluate. And so I give him credit. He's not ducking expectations. And as I said, this is probably his most talented team since 2019, which we we remember went 13-0. and made the college football playoff. Ohio State fans, you don't need me to tell you um, why, uh, you you know, how that game went. A lot of controversy with the refs in uh, Phoenix uh, when Ohio State played Clemson, et cetera, et cetera. We don't need to relive that. But the bottom line remains that Ryan Day really believes in this team. And with good reason. Now, look, it all obviously starts with quarterback. And as of right now, we don't know. we, We don't really have any clarification on the quarterback. For people who don't follow this stuff day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, if you're not an Ohio State fan, Kyle McCord, very highly touted third-year player, uh, is expected to be the favorite. Devin Brown, who will be a second-year player in the program this year, uh, is also competing for the job. I know that there's a little buzz about the true freshman uh, out of South Dakota maybe making some moves in the summer. I find it very hard to believe he wasn't there for the spring, played high school football in South Dakota. No disrespect intended to our South Dakota listeners, but I find it hard to believe that that kid is going to step in week one and be ready to go. Oh, by the way, uh, Ohio State plays at Notre Dame in week three. I don't think they're sending him to the Wolves in South Bend there. Now, in terms of the quarterback position, I also think it's worth noting before we get to everybody else where it's stacked. um, I think it's worth noting with the, the quarterback position, It's not the first time Ohio State's had to break in a new quarterback under Ryan Day. Obviously, two years ago, C.J. Stroud played at a Heisman caliber level. Uh, Justin Fields, I just mentioned, 2019, led Ohio State to the Big Ten Championship and a playoff appearance. Dwayne Haskins, by the way, the late Dwayne Haskins, uh, always sad to bring up his name, but was phenomenal in his first and only year as the Ohio State starting quarterback, winning a Big Ten title and a Rose Bowl as well. The good news for Ohio State, by the way, and I think everybody knows it, 
whoever starts a quarterback, it's not like he's going to war by himself, right? Uh, you know, you start with, I, I, I think, look, everyone's going to want to start with the, the wide receiver room. I do think it's important to start with the running back room, though, because let's remember this. Travion Henderson, two years ago, as a true freshman, was unbelievable. He was breaking all of Maurice Claret's freshman rushing records at Ohio State. For those of us, and I'm one of them, that's old enough to remember how good Maurice Claret was in that one season at Ohio State, number 13. Well, I'm here to tell you, Travion Henderson broke basically all of his records, uh, 1,300 yards, I think it was 15, 16 touchdowns, and he was really banged up last year. And so to get him back at full strength, that feels like a major, 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 important, important, important win for Ohio State. Beyond Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams is back. Uh, some of the younger guys are going to be ready to step up. And then it goes without saying that wide receiver room is just insane. And that wide receiver room is going to help whoever ends up being the quarterback. Marvin Harrison, forget the best wide receiver in college. He might be the best player in college football. I'm I'm not saying he's going number one overall next year in the draft because Caleb Williams and Drake may will be there. But if there's ever been a wide receiver that's probably worthy of consideration, it's Marvin Harrison as a true sophomore last year. 77 catches, 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. 14 touchdowns in 13 games. And again, Ohio State fans, you don't need me to tell you, and I'm sorry to bring it up. If there isn't that incident in the playoff game where the hit happens, he gets a concussion, he can't play, Ohio State probably beats Georgia and is playing for a national championship against TCU at SoFi Stadium. So Marvin Harrison is back. Oh, by the way, Emeka Abuka is back. 74 catches himself, 10 touchdowns. Julian Fleming is back as well, 34 catches, 6 TDs, and just another loaded recruiting class at that position. Brandon Innes, Carnell Tate, both five-star guys, Noah Rogers, a four-star. They're they're the next wave, right? Remember a few years ago when there was Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Chris Alave, and you didn't really see Marvin Harrison until that Rose Bowl? That's the potential of what those guys will be this year. Now, hopefully, for Ohio State fans, you'll see those guys. Uh, you won't see those guys, excuse me, in the postseason because, of course, Ohio State will be playing in the playoff and will be rocking and rolling. Going forward, uh, really quickly before we get to the defense, do think it's worth noting um, Ohio State's offensive line, a little bit of a question mark. Again, how much is it really going to matter? How much is it really going to show up? I don't know. Um, you know, do return a, a, a couple key guys. And then obviously you lose uh, your starting offensive tackle in the first round of the NFL draft. They did add Josh Simmons, a transfer from San Diego state. So that's good. Um, and then on top of that, I should mention, as I just said a minute ago, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, this is as good of a defense as Ohio state has had in a very long time in terms of bodies, in terms of NFL talent, in terms of returning production. And that the last part to me is the key is that it's not just that you have a bunch of five-star guys. You have five-star guys that have played meaningful snaps over the last couple of years. And I do think it's worth noting. I know it did not go well against Michigan and even Georgia in the playoff. Those are two elite teams, by the way. And Ohio State was very good defensively outside of those games. 21 points per game allowed, top 25 nationally in, in scoring defense, uh, 26th nationally in total defense. So, like, I think we get so caught up in the Michigan game and the playoff game. And I get it, by the way. If you're Ohio State, Ryan Day, Ryan Day has paid $8 million to win those games. I get that. But at the same time, 
it kind of undersells how good they were pretty much the rest of the season. The good part for Ohio State, most of that production is back. Uh, JT Tuimolau, 11 TFLs, four sacks. If you watch that Penn State game, he basically took over the Penn State game and single-handedly won it for Ohio State. Uh, beyond him, Jack Sawyer's back, six and a half TFLs, four and a half sacks. Michael Hall, seven and a half TFLs, four and a half sacks. Tyleek Williams, two and a half tackles for loss, one sack. And then, oh, by the way, linebacker Tommy Eichelberg is back for another season. Steel Chambers is back for another season. And in the secondary, I thought they did a very good job in the portal adding pieces. Remember, Jihad Carter comes over from Syracuse, a very, very, very good safety. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, you also get a former four-star uh, from Ole Miss out of the portal as well. Now, in terms of the negatives, and I think we got to talk about a few, is that one, it's just the schedule. And it's not a Ryan Day thing. It's not an I don't like an Ohio State thing. They just have a much tougher schedule than pretty much anybody else of the contenders in the Big Ten. One, um, while Michigan does not play a Power 5 team in the out-of-conference, we just discussed that a minute ago. And while Penn State's quote-unquote toughest game out-of-conference is West Virginia at home, which, by the way, is going to be a night game. Uh, fun fact, fun trivia, it will be the first ever Big Ten on NBC game. So, you know, set your calendars night game at, uh, at at Penn State. But I just bring it up because those two teams, the two teams that Ohio State is competing with for a Big Ten title and a trip to the playoff, and obviously I know a game at Notre Dame doesn't impact the playoff, but they do have the toughest out-of-conference game by far out of those three teams playing at Notre Dame in Week 3. Now, we'll know plenty about Notre Dame by then. They play week zero against Navy, so we'll, we'll we'll have some data on Notre Dame. But remember, it's a good Notre Dame team. Sam Hartman, the transfer from Wake Forest, is the best quarterback that they've had in a very long time. Um, beyond that, you also remember, what did I just say about Michigan? You do not have to play Wisconsin or Iowa this season if you're Michigan. Ohio State has to go to Wisconsin, and it's a night game. That's another one. It's been announced as a Big Ten night game on NBC. Madison is going to be rocking that weekend, okay? Ohio State, again, having to go to Wisconsin in a year where Michigan doesn't play Wisconsin at all. By the way, it's not quite, it will be, excuse me. It's going to be Halloween weekend. Woo! Halloween weekend in Madison with Ohio State in town. I think that's going to be a fun time uh, in Madison. And then, obviously, it goes without saying, you still have Michigan on the road and you have Penn State at home, meaning that three out of your four toughest games are on the road this year. A lot different from Michigan, who gets Ohio State at home with no no tough out-of-conference competition. Finally, with Ohio State, last thing I'll just say, it is worth noting, listen, it's one thing to say what they've said uh, over these last couple weeks. It's another thing to show it on the field. And, and, and for me to get really excited about Ohio State, it, it's kind of just – put up or shut up time, right? Which sounds crazy for a team that went 11 and one in the regular season last year. But remember going into last year, what was the narrative? Well, they learned for their lesson from Michigan and it'll never happen again. And then they, they play Michigan at home and it's perfect weather. And the year before that, all these excuses, all oh, the weather stunk and this, that, the other thing, Michigan once in a lifetime. And then Michigan beats them up again. So in terms of the over under, I do like the over of 10 and a half. I probably won't bet it because of all those tough road games. But if Ohio, let, me, let me put it this way. If Ohio State wins the Big Ten and Ohio State makes the playoff, they will have earned it.
because they have by far the toughest schedule out of those three teams competing at the top of the division. All right, so what I want to do, take a quick break. Speaking of those three teams atop the division, we'll come back. We'll talk Penn State, who I really like coming into this year. We'll hit on the other four in this division, Michigan State, Indiana, Maryland, and Rutgers, baby. That's right. Quick break. Be right back. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, you know Betfred Story started in 1967 in the UK, over a thousand shops in the UK, and they have now come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of not only all things Aaron Torres Media, but the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Betfred, Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred does. I've been telling you that for a year. We have sent listeners of the Aaron Torres pod to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. The Betfred suite at Cincinnati Bengals games is rocking. Betfred betters have thrown out first pitch at the Colorado Rockies games. Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. And here is what they are doing for you right now. How about this? Bet $50 on any game. Get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Bet 50 bucks on anything you want to bet on. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, you get up to $200 in insurance for your first five weeks as a Betfred customer, totaling $1,111 in free bets. I've told you for a year, nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. They're the only book that I bet with. And I want to thank Betfred for being our presenting sponsor. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get to the rest of the Big Ten East preview presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Uh, went a little long on Michigan and Ohio State, so we will try to be a little bit quicker here. Do want to do a deep dive on Penn State because I find them fascinating, but then we'll probably get out of here with a little bit of a quicker preview on Michigan State, Maryland, Rutgers, and Indiana in this Big Ten East. But let's start with Penn State. Penn State, uh, their over-under win total in the Betfred Sportsbook, nine and a half wins going into the year, and a lot of the money coming in on the over of, uh, of nine and a half, minus 140 to bet the over, plus 115 to bet the under. And while what I will say about that number, while I get on a national scale, there's some frustration that Penn State hasn't broken through, hasn't made the playoff, isn't great in big games against top 10 teams. 
It is worth noting, James Franklin has a pretty stellar track record in the regular season. Again, the over-under win total is 9.5. Here are James Franklin's regular season win totals, the last six non-COVID seasons. 11 wins, 10 wins, 9 wins, 10 wins, 7 wins two seasons ago, and 10 wins a year ago. By the way, worth mentioning, that year he won seven games. They were 5-0 and and ranked in the top five going into Iowa. Sean Clifford gets hurt. They were up, I think, 17-3 to in that game. So I just bring it up because I get the frustration that James Franklin hasn't won those mega, mega, mega games. But he wins a lot of games in the regular season, and this is a regular season over-under win total. And I got to say, like Michigan, this might be his most talented roster at Penn State. Obviously, like other schools that we've mentioned, they do have a new starting quarterback, Drew Allaire, uh, uh, you know, just a fascinating kid, right? Five-star player, backed up Sean Clifford last year. Listen, I like Sean Clifford. I get it. Veteran guy. But there's no doubt that this kid, if it clicks, he has upside unlike any Penn State quarterback that I can ever, you know, in recent memory. Like, like, like I'm not talking about 30 years ago with Todd Blackledge or whatever. But in recent memory, this kid's upside is as much as anybody that Penn State has had in recent years. Uh, really limited opportunities last year. 60 pass attempts, four touchdowns. It is worth noting, again, Penn State won 11 games if you include the Rose Bowl last year. So we didn't get a ton of reps, but Penn State won at a high level. The good news, like those other two teams at the top of this division, you don't have to worry about having talent around Drew Allaire because there is plenty of it, especially at the running back position. Last year, remember, it was really two years ago, actually, that the running game struggled, the O-line struggled, you couldn't find a feature back. Last year, you found two of them, Nick Singleton and uh, and Katron Allen. Nick Singleton over 1,000 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns. Remember, he had that breakout performance last year at Auburn. And then Katron Allen, 800 yards and 10 touchdowns as the number two back. At the wide receiver position, a little bit of an overhaul. But Dante Cephas comes in from Kent State, one of the elite group of five receivers over the last couple of years. 82 catches in the 2021 season, 48 a season ago. And also worth noting with Penn State, that old line should be very good again. Remember, two years ago when they struggled, couldn't run the ball. This year, they bring back most of their talent, including Olu Fashinu, who, of course, probably could have been a first-round pick had he decided to declare, ends up returning for another season at Penn State. Defensively at Penn State, credit where it's due, man. I don't know if enough credit was given to Manny Diaz last season. Now, Penn State fans, again, Penn State fans obviously know what Manny Diaz did, but listen to these numbers from Penn State from a year ago, again, considering they played a schedule against Ohio State, Michigan, um, you know, Auburn before Auburn really fell apart, whatever. But here is what Manny Diaz's defense did last year. 18 points per game allowed, which was top 10 nationally. Uh, 323 yards allowed, 16th nationally. 111 yards per game allowed, 16th nationally. 212 yards per game allowed 45th nationally. So essentially a top 10 scoring defense and a top 20 uh, total defense a year ago. Like the offense, a lot of returning talent. Chop Robinson transferred in from Maryland a year ago. 10 tack, 10, 10, excuse me, tackles for loss, five and a half sacks. The linebacker position, a couple monsters there. Abdul Carter, uh, Curtis Jacobs. 
Secondary, a little bit rebuilt. Joey Porter's now in the NFL, but they are traditionally very good there. And so you look at this team. Name me the place outside of quarterback where they don't have significant starting experience coming back. And again, even at quarterback, you have a five-star with tools and upside that we haven't seen in this program in a long time. So there's a lot of reason for excitement in this program. And there's a lot of reason for excitement, by the way, in large part because, again, the schedule. Mention it with Michigan. Love Michigan's schedule. Ohio State has a much tougher schedule. You know, Penn State's somewhere in between. Penn State's like little Goldilocks of the Three Bears. You know, um, bed's too big, bed's too small, bed's just right. That's like Michigan's schedule is too easy. Ohio State's too hard. Penn State is just right. They open with West Virginia at home at night. They should win that one going away. Other out-of-conference games, Delaware and UMass. So, again, that should be a 3-0 and start. And then on top of that, you look at the rest of the schedule. Uh, they do not play. Penn State does not play Wisconsin, which I think is worth noting. Wisconsin, in my opinion, is the best team in the West. Iowa is at home. That will be a 4.30 Eastern time kickoff. Or excuse me, it'll be a night game on CBS. I apologize. There will be a night game against Iowa. So there are some challenging games along the way on the road, most notably at Ohio State. You do have Illinois, which remember, Illinois is coming off an eight-win season from a year ago, but the schedule is manageable. No Wisconsin, Iowa at home, not a lot of tough out-of-conference games, and of course, Ohio State and Michigan, you split one at home, one on the road. In terms of the over-under, I like this over a lot. I do, because Franklin, you can criticize him. Does he need to get over the hump against Michigan and Ohio State? Probably. But one, this is the most talented roster that he's had. And again, he generally does not lose games that he's not supposed to. So in terms of the over-under here, I do like the over of nine and a half. Let's quickly rip through everybody else. Uh, let's start with Michigan State. Five and a half is the win total in the Betfred Sportsbook. And very interesting. The money is actually coming in on the under minus 160, under five and a half, plus 130 to bet the over of five and a half. And when I look at Michigan State, they're fascinating to me from, from a lot of perspectives, but they're fascinating to me for this reason. 2021, pretty much everything goes right. Remember, that was the year they won 11 games, beat Michigan, went to the Fiesta Bowl, beat Pitt in the Fiesta Bowl. And then last year, just about everything went wrong. They played Washington before any of us realized they were any good. Uh, they played Minnesota, which was better than we realized at the time and got smacked at home. Uh, they had the, the tunnel fight against Michigan that cost them several key players. So you talk about a program going from everything right to everything wrong. And again, to use the Goldilocks analogy, too big, too small, just right. You hope that things kind of balance out a little bit for Michigan State. Now, what's interesting is the roster that they have going into the year. They lost their starting quarterback to the portal in the offseason. Peyton Thorne, who's now at Mich at Auburn. And remember, he was the guy that was under center when they won 11 games. But the question becomes, there's buzz, depending on who you ask, that maybe Noah Kim, the backup, was set to take that job from him after last season. Played limited minutes, uh, limited snaps, excuse me, but 73% uh, completion percentage, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Peyton Thorne was 63% completion in the full season. So there was buzz that maybe Noah Noah Kim was going to get the job. The good news is your best running back, Jalen Berger, is back 700 yards rushing from a season ago. 
but you talk about the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. Keon Coleman, your best wide receiver, decides to enter the portal. He is now at Florida State. Jaden Reed, your second best wide receiver, is now in the NFL. As far as the defense is concerned, listen, you know, it's just got to be better. And even you go back two years ago when that team won 11 games, remember, they had the worst pass defense in college football. Well, last season, 90th nationally in points per game allowed, 96th nationally in yards allowed, 110th nationally in rushing yards. And so Mel Tucker is supposed to be a defensive guy. And I know he's not calling plays and whatever. But you got to be better on defense if you're Michigan State. Now, the positives are the schedule a tiny bit more manageable than a year ago. You do have the return game against Washington, but that's at least in East Lansing. Um, you, you know, Washington, obviously, their breakout game last year was against Michigan State on national TV. But that game is in East Lansing. Um, you also get Penn State and Michigan at home. Although even the Penn State game that will be played at Ford Field in Detroit on whatever it is, Black Friday or Thanksgiving Day or whatever it ends up being. Um, so, you know, you it's better, but is it enough? You also get Ohio State on the road. Was not pretty the last time they played there. In terms of the over-under, listen, I would probably lean over thinking only that that everything went right. Everything went right two years ago. Everything went wrong a year ago, but I can't in good conscience bet it. And I always tell you guys and girls on this show, never going to force you or tell you or lie or say, I would bet something that I wouldn't. This feels like a total stay away to me. I'd lean over, but I don't feel great about it. And listen, man, Mel Tucker has another losing season. I know he's got that crazy contract, but ooh, going to be a lot of unhappy people. If he can at least get to six and six in a bowl game, let's keep it going. Maryland's maybe the most interesting team in this division, right? We know Indiana Rutgers is not very good. We know Michigan, Michigan, or Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State are very good. Maryland, do you remember Maryland won eight games last year? And not only did they win eight games, remember, they played Michigan tougher than anybody in that conference. They played Michigan tougher than Ohio State did. It's easy to forget they played early in the year, but last year they played Michigan in week four and they lost by a touchdown. Also remember, against Ohio State last year, they had the ball late in the game, under a minute to go, with a chance to win. Now, Tua, uh, uh, Tua, Tua, Tua's been gone forever. Talia Tonga Viola uh, did fumble the ball. They ended up losing to Ohio State, but they had the ball with a chance to win. In terms of this team, Talia's back. Talia is statistically one of the best quarterbacks that has ever played at Maryland, uh, coming off of a season in which he threw for 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, 69% completion percentage. By the way, speaking of Big Ten media days, if you saw the story, he claims that he was offered $1.5 million in NIL money. I believe it. It shows you the impact that a veteran experienced quarterback can have, and he was very coveted this offseason. The crazy part about Maryland, though, remember, eight wins, Talia's back, they also returned their leading returning rusher and their top two wide receivers a year from a year ago. And keep this in mind as well. Keep in mind that their defense was better than people remember. 41st nationally in points per game allowed, 23 per game, 42nd nationally in pass in, in, in total defense. So we think of Maryland, we think of Mike Loxley, you know, throw the ball all over the field. No, this was a team that was very good on defense as well. 
Now, the reason I can't bet him, remember what I just said a minute ago? Played Michigan tougher than anybody, lost by a touchdown, played Ohio State tougher than anybody, easily, or not not tougher than anybody, but played them really tough. Here's the flip side of that, is that you look at some of their other results from last year. They lose, excuse me, I'm sorry here, they, uh, they beat Indiana by five. They beat Northwestern by seven. You could argue those were the two worst teams in the Big Ten. They win their bowl game by four points. They beat SMU by seven at home. So why I bring it up is because this is a team that feels very much like they play up and down to their competition. Lost by two to Purdue. Lost by seven to Michigan. So, you you know, you, you lose by less than a score against the two, you know, not the two best teams, but the two teams that played for a Big Ten championship last year, Michigan and Purdue. But then you also barely beat the two worst teams in Indiana Northwestern. So this feels like a team that plays up and down to their competition, and it feels like a stay away to me. Really quickly, the last two, I'll say this for Rutgers. Rutgers, their over-under is three and a half in the Betfred Sportsbook. By the way, I don't know if I even mentioned Maryland's over-under, but Maryland is seven and a half. Rutgers is three and a half. Rutgers is fascinating from this perspective. Probably the worst offense in major college football. You know, crazy stat on Rutgers. They averaged 11.7 points per game in Big Ten play. 11.7 points per game in Big Ten play. They broke the 20-point barrier in Big Ten play twice. They scored 21 against Michigan State, 24 against Indiana. And so I just bring it up. That's really bad. It also underlies that the defense was probably a little bit better than people realize. 37th nationally in total defense last year. The problem was they were on the field so much, short fields because of the turnover situation. And so, like, if they're just a little bit better on offense, they're kind of interesting coming into this year. Now, the over-under is three and a half, and you look at that schedule. Their first Here's their first five games. Northwestern at home. Northwestern is a dumpster fire. Temple at home, at Michigan, not ideal, or uh, at Virginia Tech, and Wagner at home. So four of their first five, Northwestern, Temple, Virginia Tech, at Michigan, uh, Wagner. Four of their first five are at home. They could win three of them. And so from there, can you find one more win on their schedule to go over? The best bet would be at Indiana, maybe Michigan State. It doesn't get easy, though. They have at Wisconsin, uh, at Penn State, Ohio State at home, obviously, as I said, at Michigan early in the year. I kind of like the over. I wouldn't bet it, but I kind of like the over. Finally, Indiana. I'm not even going to pretend on Indiana. So Indiana a year ago, or Indiana, excuse me, first of all, I should mention, their over-under is three and a half in the Betfred Sportsbook. And when it comes to Indiana, just a weird, sad program. I guess on a positive uh, Taven Jackson, the brother of Trace Jackson Davis, uh, is in at quarterback. He should be an improvement over the last couple of years. But weird team, right? Last year, they start 3-0. and That included a three-point win over Illinois, which was totally fluky. I watched that game. Uh, and a three-point win over Western Kentucky at home. Then they proceed to lose their next seven in a row. Then they beat Michigan State in two OTs, don't ask me how, and then they lose to Purdue. Most of the games weren't even competitive. 21-point loss to Penn State. 32-point loss, a 42-point loss to Ohio State. 
21 point loss to Michigan, uh, 21 point loss to Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, I, I can give you a spiel. I, I'm not betting it, and I wouldn't suggest betting it either. Uh, you know, the only thing that's a little bit of a saving grace for them, they do have a loaded home schedule to start, but it's also loaded from the perspective of it's tough. Opening day, they play Ohio State in Bloomington. That'll be a CBS game. Then they play Louisville in week three, which should be improved under Jeff Brom. Total stay away for me for Indiana. And I think that just about concludes our preview of the Big Ten East for people scoring at home. My best bets, Michigan over 10.5. I also like Penn State over 9.5. I do sort of like Ohio State over 10.5, but it's a stay away. I would also go I'm going to go under on Michigan State. I know I said over before. I'm going to go under five and a half. Uh, I will go under seven and a half for Maryland, over three and a half for Rutgers, under three and a half for Indiana. With that said, I do think it is time for me to get out of here. First of all, thank you guys and girls for listening to this episode of the College Football Betting Podcast. Do me a favor. If you're not subscribed to the channel or or to the podcast, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, also College football betting now available on YouTube. Channel is going very well early on in the summer, so make sure you're subscribed there as well. With that said, though, it is time for me to get out of here. Thank you again to our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. Bet $50 on any game. Get up to $1,111 in free bets courtesy of Betfred. All of the odds available there. That's all for this show. I will be back later this week with the Big Ten West. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.